welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. What's up, guys? DJ here. Man, it is the Monday after Mobile Tech Vegas, and I am still trying to sort through all the awesomeness that happened at this event. And I really felt bad for the guys that didn't get to make it. I really do, because you missed out on a lot of opportunities, a lot of networking, um, a lot of growth potential for your business, the relationships up here. So bad that I did you a favor. I did something for those of you who did not get to attend. I recorded Rennie Doyle's keynote speech and have permission to publish it on the podcast. You're very welcome. You will thank me for this for sure. Get some paper out, get a pencil, get a pen, get your notes out on your iPhone, and definitely tune in to this keynote speech from Rennie. Rennie, thank you so much for the time you got to dedicate this weekend uh, to spend with all of us detailers, uh, professionals that are there to better ourselves. Uh, we did nothing less than that. So those of you who didn't make it, you're very welcome. I saved you. You won't get the full effect because you weren't there, but Rennie's keynote is highly, highly beneficial for you to listen to. Enjoy. And saying you knew it all to know knowing nothing. So who the heck am I? Is my name's Rennie Bluff, and I am a serial entrepreneur. Anybody in, in that book? Amen. Get any amen? So you just love businesses. Over the last, I've been detailing this year has been forty years. I picked up my first polisher 40 years ago this year as a way to get my grandmother off of food stamps and a way to fly airplanes. I wanted to fly. And I did both at 13 years old. During my career, I've been able to take my wife and I, my lovely wife Diane, who surprised me today. She drove up, didn't tell me I was talking to her yet. Oh, nice. I got her, got her out of school. How you doing? Now, some of you are pretty young. Is there anybody here in their 20s? 
Oh, DJ. Oh. I missed about a last few months. Holy smokes. That's awesome. That's awesome. This can change. Let me tell you, I'm 53. I know. I don't want you guys to be 53 at this point. I want you to be at 43. Or maybe even 33 in doing it. You know what I'm saying? Why not? But you know what it's going to take? Is it's going to take getting involved and staying involved and staying engaged. You've got to absolutely do it. So through my career, uh, I'm a certified trainer. Uh, I, I'm proudly involved with the International Detailers Association, uh, the National Guard, uh, NASAR, National Association of Search and Rescue. Those are some of the unit patches of units that we've been able to take and uh, train over my career. Uh, I'm not a badass special forces guy. I train those guys. Uh, I've got a patch just like I do on, 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 on business. I've got a patch that goes onto my helmet. You know, we get into the helicopters. And it's just stop screaming, I'm scared too. <laughs> because even in business, make some decisions. We're macho, right? You guys come out of the collision industry, that's a tough industry. We're macho, right? Anybody else get scared when they're making big decisions? It's like, woo, there's a lot riding on it, you know? It's a lot riding on it. So, you know, I hear my staff and I, I hear, I hear uh, our industry screaming about stuff. It's like, man, shut up. Just calm down, I'm scared too. You don't need to get that vocal. Control it, right? So, you know, I, I've lived a, a charmed life, I really have. I still do the things I absolutely love. Business, search, rescue, military, and I'm a weekend warrior. I'm the most dangerous kind of soldier in the world, you know? Is I get out there on the weekends, I think I'm badass. You know, I got all the gear out, I got all this and that. The shots are going on and everything else, but woo, I don't have to go overseas and actually do the dirty deed. These guys are the ones that have to do it, and I'm thankful for them. So dream. Let's talk about dreaming a little bit. Most of us started our business with a purpose. So let's shout out, what was some of the reasons why you guys went into business for yourself? Independence. Money. Money. Freedom. Time. Create new jobs. Create, create new jobs, new opportunity for new people, right? Be with family. Be with family, create your own destiny. What else? Be in control. Be in control. Innovate. Innovate. Hire your boss. Learn new things. Learn new things. Like what you do. Determine your own value. Okay, a lot of great reasons, right? I think that every single one of us can relate to every single one of those, can't we? Here's the deal, though. Has it turned out that way? What's your original dream of what you had in mind? And how close is that original dream to what it is right now? We're going to get to that in a second. But I want you to be thinking about that right now. What was that original dream? What did I want to do as a kid? You know, I already showed you. I want to be a soldier. I want to do search and rescue. I want to be an entrepreneur. What I did it. I went out and did it. And I'm so thankful that I did it at a young age. It wasn't until I was older that I got all screwed up in my thinking of what I thought I had to do, of what society, so many of us listen to that, right? That doesn't need to be that. So, opposite of dream. This is a big one. I'm going to, I'm going to go right to the bottom. The SBA goes on to state that only 25% of businesses make it to 15 years or more. Now, you know what's between year one and year 15? Hell. Hell. How many here, truthfully, and I'm gonna raise my hand, I'm gonna raise both of them, and my wife, my wife have lived through series of hell in your business, of thinking to yourself, why am I doing this? This is really eating me alive. It's 
eating my body up, it's eating my mind up. Okay? I can tell you right now is that part of that is you're not taking and revisiting your dreams. You're not being honest with yourself. You're not going back and you're not taking and getting rid of all the poison that's there. Is you've got to take and actually revisit your dreams. And a lot of what I do is mind mapping. And so I'll share a little bit. I'll put a screen up here with mind mapping. Now, mind mapping is something, when I wrote my book back in 2011, they put me through a course. This is the actual mind mapping I did for this lecture this week. Okay? So Chris walked through this, my wife. You can see all the different visions that I did. If you take it, if you learn the proper procedures for getting things out, you can see pages and pages and pages of mind mapping of the things I wanted to share with you this morning. Furthermore, even in my personal life, I carry this with me. I always have a notepad. Everywhere I go, I have a notepad. And you can see inside of this is pages and pages and pages of mind mapping. Why? Why did I learn this lesson? I spent 10 years being miserable. I gave up my original dreams. I thought I had to give up me to be successful. I thought to take a, to make the money I needed to be made. This was just part of it, was being miserable, overworked, and just working way too hard and not being happy. So you can see this is a true mind map that I did. This is a, called Simple Mind. It's a free app that you can use, iPhone or for those uh, that prefer Android. You can get it on either platform. And it's something that I work with almost daily in my life. And this pretty much opens me up to all of you. This is a personal one that was pretty recent. And so you've got to lay your priorities out. You've got to redream. When, when every year Chris and I sit down with Diana and we take and we make out a map, we make out our business plan for the next year, it lasts three to six months and we have to redo it. You can't make out a five-year business plan anymore. This world's going too fast. You don't know what's going to be happening. Facebook and, and Instagram could be dead five years from now. We could be on a new platform. We got so many different changes and changes that happen so fast. And in our business, our daily business is so poor, it changes even faster. So every three to six months, we're adapting, changing, building a new plan. And then I mind map pretty much every day of my life. Because this way, if I see myself getting off course and I'm unhappy, I don't anymore at 53 years old, I don't want to spend one day more than I have to not completely happy. Does that make sense? It's, it's an excuse, guys and gals. It's an excuse. There's no reason for it. You want to see it in a miserable place? I've been in a miserable place. My grandmother, for her first gift, she gave me a flashlight when I was three or four years old. You know what it was for? So I could shine it on the ground to scare the roaches out of the way so I didn't have to step on them. I know realities. My say, did you ever face them? I faced them. We didn't have a car. I started detailing out on my bicycle, riding eight miles each way. You know, we, I understand the struggles. I was the happiest point of my life back then. When I had the most money, when Diane and I had six shops, one of them was doing $1.3 million a year, I was the most miserable. I would have given anything to go back to that flashlight. Why? I had too, I put too much pressure on myself. You know who's making all the money? My staff. We came in, re-visualized the company. I got had the best mentor in the world, co-founder of TurboTax, happened to be a customer. Kind of took me underneath his wing, said this is what you need to do. We doubled our prices, cut half of our, 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 our clients out of the picture instantly, and I got rid of staff, and guess what happened? I slowly started becoming happy again. 
I made more money doing half as much as work. Is that unreal or what? How much of that was just, I take to tell you, the ladies got to plug yours for a second. Guys, it was Viagra. It was, a, it, was a blue, it was a blue macho pill. It was me being macho, wanting to be the biggest and the best. You know, I remember sitting there, and all costs wanted to hit a million dollars a year out of that shop. And I did it. And you know, you know what I took out of it? A lot of stress. Sound familiar? Have you been there? You know, I hope you're not. I hope you're not. So if you can't dream it, not only will you not do it, you can't do it. If, if you're not passionate, I heard somebody say about the money. Money's important, man. You know what, I don't do this for play. I do this for a living. You gotta make money at it, right? You have to, but if you're not having fun, you gotta rethink things. This point in my career for the last 10, 12 years, I can tell you, I've been the happiest I've ever been in my life. The absolute happiest, and we just hit it, somebody hit it earlier, is that part of it is, is that, you know what, I no longer look at what's my financial gain out of that, how can I help change that person's life? How can I take and make an impact so you might be a pole dent. That car might be a, a Toyota Premier van. But you know what, to them, it, it, it's a Lamborghini. It's their life. They're proud of it. It's all they've got. Change their lives, make an impact. Doesn't mean you have to do cheap. You just gotta make it good. Does that make sense? So vision. So, you know, vision's something that we also lose. I like to dream of, uh, 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 I like to take and build my business around my life. Not the opposite. All too many people nowadays will take and they build their, their life, they build a business, and guess what they do? All of a sudden, the business rules their life. They've got this business and they're cutting their life up to fit into the business. Well, I can't do this because I've got to work this. I can't do this because I've got to do that. I always say this, and I've done it in other lectures. How would the 10-year-old kid view you right now on your priorities. Seriously, would the 10-year-old kid look at you and slap you or say, right on, you know, we're having some fun in this, in this journey? Ask yourself that. What would that, that kid do right now in your life? Right now that kid in my life is saying, uh, Rebel Yell, Billy Idol, you're going against the grain, man. I'm, I, I want to be as... I want to be as reckless as I can in a controlled way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, Chris and I had a great drive over yesterday. Uh, it's, I can honestly tell you I've driven with Chris quite a bit. It's the only time I've ever seen him stomp the brakes on in the passenger seat. <laughs> I thought that I was ill. You know, I guess apparently going 125 miles an hour through, through traffic is not his idea of having fun. <laughs> I thought it was a blast, you know, but he didn't think so. It's, I, I was controlled reckless, and I like that. Am I gonna go out and get us killed? No, I was controlled. Chris wasn't so convinced, you know, but I knew what I was doing. I just got through driving school, I'm badass. One race class, I'm done. <laughs> I, can, I can take on that NASCAR now. So mentors will save your tail at this vision stage. What this is gonna do is allow you to go out, take your dreams, vision how your business is gonna take and be. What kind of, what kind of are you gonna be an LLC? Are you gonna operate it? as a corporation? Are you going to operate as a sole proprietor? All these little steps. What can you afford? What can you not afford? Are you going to be mobile? Are you going to be fixed? You know, are you going to have multiple streams of income? Your reality financially? You know, do you have $20,000 to invest or do you have $2,000 to invest? That's all got to be part of that vision, doesn't it? 
And then you got to look at the vision a year from now. And say, okay, where do I want to be a year from now? And to get there, you've got to build all the steps between. That's where the planning comes into phase, is you're going to sit there and plan. So now, as you're starting your planning process, the five W's, I love this. And this is big in the military, anybody in the military, law enforcement, or EMS will get into this. Is on the five W's. These are the questions you want to ask yourself during that vision stage going into planning. Who? What are the people involved? Is it going to be a family operation? You know, ask yourself this. Now, Macho guys, there's a few of us in this room, right? I'll tell you that the, the, the day, I don't know what it is about the automotive service care business, is they almost always say, I want to take and allow my wife to quit her job. I hear that more often than anything, okay? Guys, especially you ones, young ones, I want, I want to give you a warning. I have that same vision. We have four kids, okay? I, I thought it would be a great idea to have a at home. And it was, except for one individual, me. Yeah, that, my situation. Yeah. that whole pressure was on me, and man, I, I want to tell you, um, I, I, I wouldn't do it again. And the reason why, I couldn't handle it, guys. It was too much for one income. We live in a very complex world, and I made it happen, but man, did it cost me. So then as my kids grew up, I asked them, I said, hey, was it cool having a mom home every day? Oh, Diana, I love you. Um, they said no, it didn't matter. They kind of like their freedom. They'd see us at night. They didn't need to be surrounded by us all the time. I was like, damn, that just cost me 10 years. <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? So here's the deal, man. At a mall, if you can afford it, I really, being honest with myself, couldn't afford it. Financially or mentally. Mentally, it wore me down. So you got to be very careful with that. Don't be too macho. Take a swallow your pride. Face rallies. If your company's killing it, that's one thing. Our companies were making good money, but not the money to support a family of four on my own. That was really tough. That was a tough gig to do. So who's going to be involved? I'll tell you. A lot of people don't think of us. Outsource as much as you can. You know, you're legal. You know what? My attorney is a good friend of mine in Idaho that I call like once every three years and say, hey, I need some advice. You know, I mean, I don't have an attorney. You know, I don't need an attorney. Unless you're doing things, unless you're really growing, that's where you're gonna need it to form stuff. The one thing you wanna be best friends with is your CPA. Mm -hmm. Your CPA, your, your, your bookkeeper, you need to have a weekly, if not almost daily conversation with them. That's all outsourceable. Your answering service, well, I want my wife to answer the phone, or I want my husband to stay and answer the phone. Why can't you answer, hire an answering service on? We do. You think you're going to do it better? When you get busy, you're not going to answer the phone. Any amens to that? Yep. Then you just let it go to voicemail? Worst thing you can do. Have somebody live answering that Check phone. Stop being, again, it's usually macho. What? What are the problems? What are the things? What are the conditions? What are the, what are the challenges? What? What's out there during this vision pre-planning stage that I need to address? When? This is huge. Every single one of your goals has got to have a date associated with it. It's a dream, not a goal, if it doesn't have a date associated with it. So location, you know, where, where are we going to be? Market, intel, ideal market services. You know, a lot of people right now in the detailing industry, is there any, in the PDR stuff, is there anything that's hot right now? Like, like, like quick churns on the box. Hot box, yeah, California. <laughs> <laughs> Induction machines. Is 
So, you know, detailing is coatings, right? The, the buzzword is coatings. Let me, let me tell you, I've got guys, I've got a friend of mine, Jeff Parfit, that he's all of his prices started at 149 bucks for detail. He's a one man show, he's making six figures a year, and he works seven hours a day, five days a week. Wait, think you guys a good life? He's got to figure it out for his market. Now, he'll upsell, he does a lot of upselling. His average ticket's over 300, but his starting price on everything is 150 bucks. How cool is that? You know, so you get, get your head out of, don't follow trends, set trends. Now, coding's a big trend that you want to be a part of, right? If it's effective in your marketplace and you can make money at it. There's a lot of markets in this country that can't make money at the traditional codings. There's a lot of markets in this, in this, in, in, in this country where you can. So you've got to take a look, a good, a hard look at where. And then why? What's my reasons and why? Why am I going into this? Seriously. And be truthful with it. If there's anybody getting into detailing, I can't speak for the other industries, that you want to be a millionaire in five years, I want you to get up, walk out the door, get your keys in your car, and go find another trade show in Vegas going on in another industry. There's horses here. They're having a horse day? Go check to those guys. You can probably do it in five or six years. But detailing, good luck. I tell people this. I do a lecture on blue car millionaire. Warren Buffett. They asked him just, just not too long ago, why are people not rich like you? Why aren't more of them like that? You know what he said? Because people don't want to do it slow. They start working this dream and vision. You know what they do? They give up. Remember that 15-year point that, that only 25% of the business remained? Guys, we're in the automotive industry. It ain't that high. In the automotive industry, there's no way it's at 25%. I hate to say that. The reason why? Everybody wants it right now. My wife and I have built our money over 30 years. I'm happy I did it 30 years ago. I know a lot of you young guys would like to have it. We're going to help you get it. But you're probably not going to get it by the time you're 25 or 30. It's probably going to be 35 to 45. Does that make sense? But how would you like to be 45 years old and have one or two houses of paper? It could be done, right? But it's got to be a slow process. It's got to be slow. So revision, this is huge. That's our new shop. That was part of a revision I had probably, what, three years ago now? I said, I am sick of this. I want to take it. I'm going to own a shop, and I went on a hunt. I got on my knee, and I asked the man above, when it's right and it's there, do it. Man, we kept hearing, what, probably 30 or 40 no's for every property we looked at. We got this property, it's ours. But we had to take and hear a lot of no's, and it took three, four years to get this piece of property. It was part of a revision. I took it every year I could, but you know what I did? I looked at our finances, I looked at we have one kid at home, I looked at we have three kids in college, and it was, what's my realities? What can I do, and what do I need to be looking at for three to five years down the road? That was part of the plan. It's a revision. You can't stay on the same tracks. You've got to build new tracks. If I was a train, a, a, a train operator, man, you know this, they're, they're building one from Southern California, a high-speed train. From Southern California to here, I would have been on that 25, 30 years ago if I was in the train business. See what I'm saying? I would have been thinking about that. I'm going to carry stuff and people. I'm going to carry stuff slow and a lot and people fast for a lot. 
and I'm going I'm to kill it. You've got to constantly vision where you're going in the industry. This this new technology you guys are talking about. Okay, what's what's it called? Hotbox. Hotbox. There's a bunch of different induction. Exactly, man. I would be, uh, you know, I would be, I'd be so on that. I'd be all over it. It's going to change that. Cody, how many guys in the detailing? How many, how many of the BDR guys are into the hotbox? So not too many, right? A little bit. How many of the detailers are into Cody's? Five percent. Yeah. Wow. Is it expensive? Yes. It's expensive. Okay. I would find a way to, I, I find a way to do it. So the plan. Here's, here's where people do. Again. Here's my plan. Military. We never go into anything. We always have a plan. And here's the anybody military tell you most of the time the plan just goes to hell real quick. You gotta, I mean it does, especially if it's government involved or if there's officers. You guys are officers. So if there's officers involved, you know, it's a bad deal. So your planning stage, I keep mine real basic. Here's the categories, guys. The business plan, the marketing plan, the sales plan, the education process, services, maybe pricing, memberships. I talk about that because here's the key. I'm gonna give you a little hint. Key to business is getting your customers back in the door as many times as you can. Not just once, twice. The closest thing that we go to, my wife plays bumper cars with her car. We're, we've got a, a discount coupon card for our relationship. So my point being is that guess what? We we go in there when I, when I have a, when, when we have a problem with our car, we don't think about anybody else, right? How cool is that? Isn't that what you want? Your relationship where they don't think about anybody else. That's where we're at. And so, but for you, for you PDR guys, is you gotta think about what, how can you get your customers to come back? What other services can you add? Unless you're just so busy with PDR, you can't do anything else. Then you gotta ask yourself, okay, am I making my maximum amount potential? Am I doing 100, 150, $200 for the desired hours I'm working? You know, if not, how can I get to that point? How can I compound myself and make more money? So that's all during this, is, is doing this. Market analysis, look at this. And if you guys don't know how to do this, get a hold of us, man. We'll put a webinar. Somebody says, I don't know how to do that. Get a hold of us. We'll put a webinar on for you. Because if you don't know it, that means probably half the room doesn't know it. Finance, cash flow, woo! Right there, comes out of that. Stop. Mm -hmm. Stop right there. My business, I am, Diane, I am in the books every day. Every, I know where the dollars and cents go. Because I've learned over time that I will say, so I'll call her up and say, hey, what's this? What, what's this? I, I'm so bad that every time I use my credit cards, I get a text and, a fact, and, a, and an email. I know anytime I, anything's going on with my bank account, if there's a change, I know it that quick. You know why? It's, it saves me. Now, my pity picture, not at all. I'm actually the opposite. I like spending my money. But I like to spend my money on things where I know where it's going. Does that make sense? So cash flow, finance cash flow. Now, this is... There's two of them. The reason why there's two of them is there's a startup cash flow. How much money do I got to work with to do this expansion? Do I have enough to, to, hop, to hop box this thing? I love that. <laughs> to hop box this thing. And then, do, and then on my daily. So I'm looking out here at what I want to invest, and I'm looking at what's coming in too. Does that make sense? So I divide it into two different categories. Now you see one's green. Why is that? That's what I'm making. Now we actually take, and even when we do trades, so these guys, we got some, some great people in the audience that we train, right? When we train at the end of the week, Diane gives me a report on Monday that says what our average income was per hour for each of those five days. How many hours did I spend with them and what was I making per hour? 
single day I ran my shop the same way. I micro-track my finances. That way, if there's a problem that starts to develop before it starts doing this, I can get it back doing this. It's a micro-business plan. What is a business plan really all about? It's growth. In lifestyle, I want to keep the money coming in and work as few hours as I can to achieve that. If I was 20-something, would I change that? I was that way when I was 20. When I got my 30s, I got screwed up. I overworked, overworked, overworked. When I got my 40s, I tried to put the brakes on. And once you get a big train moving, what's it take? You get a company that's doing a couple million dollars a year and to try to slow down, does it take a while to, move it, to stop that train? It takes a bit. So I took a good part of my 40s. I don't remember my 30s. Is that sad? I remember my kids being born and like buying Nike tennis shoes like crazy these little kids. You know, and then I and then I remember my 40s going, oh damn, what did I do? And I remember hitting 50 days going, gosh, I'm glad that's done. Wow. Don't be like that, because in my 20s, I was how I had it down. I was recklessly responsible. I love that. And you know what? You know why I made more money than I ever have? And I made more money in my 20s than I did in my 30s and 40s? Because people are attracted to that. They don't want to be around grumpy, stressed out people. They can sense it, can't you? Can't you ever get somebody, you do a business with them, you like them, but you sense a little desperation and it spooks you a little bit? You ever sense that? You don't want to be that. You want to put yourself in a position to where you're not that, where you're dead opposite of that. This is going to help you do exactly that. So realities of a plan. A plan should be working, living document. A plan will be adapted to change. Goals by being assigned. Be realistic. Keep a simple mission statement. Woo! You know, every military unit I have, we have a mission statement. Most of them are stupid. You know, it's useless. Most company mission statements are stupid. You know what my mission statement? You know what dying on IR is? Help other people. Have fun. Make money. How's pretty? You guys, is there any doubt what we want to do in our business? Help other people, have fun, make money. And it's, if it was, it's a little run crowd, there's one other part, but it's a little G-rated, or not G-rated, so I can't tell you that part. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, that's a This is you huge. Heard it, huh? We got a gentleman right in the front, a U.S. Marine. Not that I'm proud of you, but I'm proud of you. And he, how many years in the Marine Corps? 17 years in the Marine Corps. And how many boxes of crayons did you inhale? <laughs> Here's the deal. This gentleman, I'm going to use him. My friend Oscar, local relationships. This guy came to training back in February. February. He just launched the business. He's got more relationships in his local market than I do. Brand new in business, and, 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 and how's that paid off? Is there anybody else here? Oh, Prentice said. Prentice, another guy I'm proud of. This guy is the relationship builder. Latent, all kinds of groups, bands, churches. This guy built them as, I mean, you wouldn't believe the friends he's got all over the place. Anybody else like that? Show of hands. Somebody's really built your business on relationships. It's amazing the power, isn't it? Yeah? To learn to give. To learn to give. Did you hear that? To learn to give. You know, search and rescue, the civilian side of it. I'm a volunteer. My wife's a volunteer. 30 years. We spend 1,000 hours a year, somewhere right there, going out and looking for people that are lost, missing, or injured. 
Man, that's the biggest gift. If you told me right now, you have to quit search and rescue or quit your career, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to go to work at Walmart and I'm going to do search and rescue. That's how important it is because you get you give you give back. It's that important. It becomes. Now I will never have to do that. You know why? Because when you give truthfully and honestly and from the heart, guess what happens? That whole that whole thing around you invites the right kind of people around. But it takes a while. When you're a giving person, good shit comes back to you. I hate to tell you, it really does. It just takes a while. You, it's, and I didn't see it when I was younger. I think this guy does because he's brilliant. He's way ahead of where I was when I was his age. But when you give back, it just comes back. So work the plan. <coughs> work the plan. I just told you our financial plan. Every single day I know what I made, or more importantly, more importantly, what what do you think is more important than knowing what I made? What you spent. What I spent. What's coming in. What I didn't make. Because a lot of us are in love with services we're not making any money at. Sometimes you'll be selling your favorite service or the one that's easiest to sell. The reason why you're selling so many is because you're going broke offering it. You need to know exactly what each service costs you, each service makes you, and each service clear what you clear off of it. It's a hard thing to do, but you know what? It's really not. It's being disciplined. It's getting to discipline. It's coming down to just the discipline. Start early. You should be up. How many of you started out in the gym this morning? Right here. Look at that. You know what? Start your butt early. Get out of bed. Start that blood, blood going. Drink 20 to 30 ounces of water and go. Go. Because if you get up early, you're going to beat the competition every single time. Every single time. Be consistent. That's one of the biggest things that people miss out on. Man, we're having a big time problem. If anybody growing their company right now and you're just like, I, you're barely, you got the tiger by the tail and the damn thing's flipping you all over the place, that's us. I mean, it's, Chris has got one part of the tail, I got the other part, Bob's got a part, Bob's got a part, Chris's got a part, Geek's got a part. We've got, I mean, these guys, the road up, we ever got a part, and this thing's flipping all over the place. You're part of that damn tiger. Right, somebody's got a leg, I don't know who's got what parts, right? There's just part, and that tiger's flipping us all over the place. We're slowly getting into control. You've got to take it and be consistent. Be organized. Watch, know your numbers. Never miss a big one. That 25%. <laughs> guess what people take and don't make it to year 15? They quit. It gets too hard. They don't vision enough. They don't revision. They don't plan. They don't replan. They see themselves going down a road and they simply accept that as the way it's going to be. It doesn't have to be that way. Regroup, reorganize, get mentors, get outside opinions. You guys are at the show for a reason. I'm telling you, if you connect with one another, it's going to change you forever. You two, you guys know each other, I hope. And so, you know, you guys, you're, you're in your own little bubble, right? Know each other. Everything you come up with is brilliant. The two of you come up with it. You know, it's when Diane and I and Chris always do that. God, this is a brilliant idea. And you get around somebody else, and they, then they share their facts. like, ooh, that was a dumb idea. <laughs> that was really stupid. I come up with that. I'm famous for that. I'll show myself. I'll call Chris up, and I'll go, Chris, I got this idea. And I'll tell him, and I'll say, what do you think? He's like, well, <laughs> I'm like crap, I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? God, that sucks, you know? And then lastly right here is balance. You, you, you've got to take and enjoy life. And I know you, I'm, I'm going to pick on the young ones. You know, you're really young. You two are really young. Young couple, you have kids? Uh, yeah, I 
kid. You know what? It's, it, my, my, my youngest, like to me, or my oldest, is still like this big, right? Well, she's not that, you know, she's, she really is that big. Um, she's little, right? She's not, she's 25 years old. She's gone before you know it. And you know, the one thing that I wish, all the times, and anybody military, especially any, if, you're, if you're medical, all the times that I've been on any, anywhere where there's death, and unfortunately it's been a lot, is I've never, ever witnessed somebody tell me that they, oh man, would you go on Facebook, you know, and put this message up? Or Instagram, you know? You're not thinking that shit. You know what they're thinking of? Their loved ones and the stuff they wish they would have done. The ones that don't have regrets that I love are the people that take and tell me, hey, you know what, tell such and such, I love them, man, I'm sorry, I'm going. When they apologize for dying, you know that they know they meant something to somebody else. Mm. How cool is that? The ones that are freaking out, screaming and going out real uneasy, it's the ones that, you, and, 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 and if they start talking business, which none of them do, the only thing they do is they'll offer you everything they've got to save them. Is that sad or what? It's sad. Here we go. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Everything we've talked about is going to have to be repeated. You guys, some of you that's been in, in business for, let's go back and let's look for some age. Let's look for some age. Let's look, you're too young. You know, how long, how long have you been in business? 15 years. 15 years. You know, a lot, a lot of times we think about as, 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 as 15 years into the industry, we think that the dream and vision is for the new companies, right? It's not, guys. Actually, I'm going to tell you, it's more important for, for people that have been around a long time than it is for the new companies. Uh, Jim Gogan, can you tell I got a boy crush on him? He's a good friend, man. I love Jim. Jim's been around for 30-some years in business. He's growing by an average of 20% a year. Now, you might say, you know, a younger person might say, wow, that's, that's kind of bad. Only 20% growth? At 32, 33 years in business, to have 20% growth on a constant level? Dude walks on water. He's making it happen. And it's all about repeat, 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 repeat. So as we get into this next slide, this is the takeaway challenge for you, is I put a piece of paper there. So I learned this from Tom Shea. Tom Shea speaks at this event, SEMA. He's a world international uh, speaker. And Tom does this. So I hope that you've taken and you've got some goals that you've written down. But last year, is my buddy Bob Phillips, the president of PNS. We did this exact thing at our, our Detail Mafia main event. And I had three topics as a hot door. But then all of a sudden he said, I want you to pick one of those topics out. And I want you by January 1st to have that topic done. What's one goal that you've wanted for a long time? Okay, he goes, what's one goal that you've had for a long time that you haven't done? He goes, hey, you haven't put the priority to it. And I said, I need a hitman. I need a right-hand person. And thank God Chris entered my life. I went hunting. Diane and I went hunting for somebody, and the gentleman's changed my life. But I did that because of this challenge. So I want you, we're not going to read it necessarily, but I want you to put down three goals, something you picked up out of this, and then I want you to put something on there that's something you want to do by the end of the year. Then I want you to do is I want you to come on up, set it on the corner. 
I'm not even going to read them, but I am going to turn the paper over. I'm going to send you a personal message on the back. We're going to mail it to you next week. The reason why is this week, we're going to have bags full of stuff and a wheelbarrow full of knowledge, and this is going to be nothing to you. You're not even going to remember what I said, but when you get this in 10 or 12 days in the mail, all of a sudden you're going to go, damn, I remember that. And I hope that you'll take action on the one thing that you say that you want to really change in your life. Now, let me tell you, it doesn't have to be business-wise. You know, sometimes I've had to remind myself, and I'm not very proud of this, to just be nicer to my, to my wife, to be nicer to my kids, to not take the phone to dinner, to not pick up my iPad, to not go on to Facebook, to not go on to social media, don't look at my finances and the business, things like that. Because you know what? You've got to remember what your priorities are, right? So maybe one of your priorities is that, is to put the business down. We've got a, it's great because Diane's really gotten engaged in the business in the last five, six years, right? And now she's huge. So we had a, a deal back when the kids were younger between seven and seven. So seven at night till seven in the morning, no business discussion. So we were, we were being interviewed a couple months ago, and Diane goes, yeah, we got a rule that from seven to seven. I said, well, I'm changing that. She goes, what do you mean? And I said, I'm changing that from like eight to like four. We can talk business, and after 4 p.m., I, I, I'm on. Remember, reckless, I want to be reckless control. I want to, I want to take it. You know what, there's plenty of, if I can't get it done in six, seven hours a day, you ain't gonna get it done that day anyway. Without overworking. So, a lot of the overworking needs, a show of hands, who here thinks they overwork? Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. In Europe, Bobby and I spent a lot of time traveling Europe. They were nuts. Especially Italy, Spain, it shuts down for August. They think we're nuts. They get a lot done. They're just as effective as we are in a lot less time. Put Facebook down, have a schedule, get to a schedule, put Instagram down, and do it on a schedule. Get control of your life, become happy, and you're gonna see a lot more success from that than you are anything else. So my last little slide up here is gonna say something, and I wanna cover each one of these. Is one of the things growing up the way I did is you know, I came in and uh, was diagnosed with ADD when I was in fifth grade, well, sixth grade. They actually thought I was retarded. They actually told my grandma, I'm telling grandma, he's partially retarded. And she went nuts up. And so I, I, I went to school in poor district. They didn't know what ADD was. So the next year, I got a, a, a teacher that they thought knew that, you know, it was ADD and it wasn't some form of retardation. You know, and, and I say that, but it was, it was a real challenge I had. And, and, and I had to face some real struggles because the word got out in school that, you know, I was, I was, I was riding the short bus to school now. Um, I was in a special class, and it got out that they said I was retarded. And man, that was tough. And I got the right teacher that taught me it was ADD. It took faith in myself to pull it out, but it also took faith in something else. I don't fear a person or a man or a woman of a different faith. I, fear a person with no faith. I know that if I believe in myself to get something done, I can do it. You need to have that same exact faith in yourself and in your maker. Your family, even if you don't have family, you do. You would be surprised at the people that love you. You'd be shocked. There's not many of them. You know, as many people as I talk to worldwide every year, this is, I can't remember, we've been in nine countries this year in like 13, 12 or 13 states. 
is even being in that contact with people, you gotta ask yourself this, how many people truly love you? And you know what, a lot of people think not many, but you'd be shocked at how many really do, and how many really admire you. And that's something to really think about right there. Yourself, especially men. I can't relate to you women. I'm not one. But I was raised by two. I've got three great daughters and a wonderful wife. Is men don't overwork. You know what the family wants? You. They want you to not be stressed and angry. They want you to be calm. They want you to laugh. They like your smile. They like when you joke with them. They like when you hug on them and show them affection in public. They like when you goof around. They like when you take weekends off. They like when you turn the, your back and, and pretend not to see them make a mistake. Do that. Women, you're in a category now for the first time in the history of women in America. You're working as many or more hours than men are. You can't fall in the same traps we as men. You're having more heart attacks and health issues because of your workload. Men, you can't put that workload on your, on your wife. If you're too macho to wash dishes, do, do vacuuming, do laundry, either hire her help or reality check. Hey, you said, a happy family is essential. If you're single, pet your dog more. <laughs> <laughs> mission. What is your mission? I'm all about oh, this. No. You know, I'm doing oh, no. a major transition in the military. Major. It's taken me eight or nine months to get comfortable with this possible transition. It's a whole new job. It's going from macho to not macho, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm scared, I'll be honest, I'm scared. You know, remember that stop screaming, I'm scared too? Woo, I'm scared. I'm also going through transitions in business. Why? Do more of this. This isn't something, I remember ADD, retarded? This wasn't something I was real comfortable with back in the day. So it's gotten to be, I've, I've taken, I want to I influence people and change lives. I'm not here to brag about my shit. I'm here to make sure you don't make the, the same damage to yourself that I made to me. Does that make sense? But you've got to take and know what your mission is. And more importantly, what's not your mission? What are you not? Detailers, you're not a car wash. Anybody go to a car wash here? No car wash people. I'll tell you this. Random one. Random one. How many, how many, how many cars a day would you wash in a car wash? Roughly. Three, four hundred. Three, four hundred. Detailers, can you wash three, four hundred cars in a day? So why are you trying to compete with them? Thank now, you. Membership wise. Thank you. They're a story. Bring them in. Bring them in. Know what you are and what you're not. Know what your mission is and what your mission is not. You know, it's I don't pretend. These special forces guys, when I work with them. I think I'm beast mode, man. I'm an animal. Yeah, I watch them and I get in the field. I'm like, no, I'm a factory dude. That's what I am. These guys are freaking well loop machines. And when all of a sudden the 30, 31 year olds are starting to fall behind with the special forces teams, and they're considered old, Rowdy says to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm better training them. I'm just going to stick on this side of it, right? Know what your mission is. And then lastly, TRW, the rest of the world. You know what? Aside from your faith, your family, yourself, and your mission, it doesn't, get, it doesn't matter. Now, part of your mission could be your missionary work. What do you do? Now, a lot of people think missionary work, religious, doesn't need to be. It could be picking up trash, being homeless. I'm telling you what, you 
can't simply take withdrawals out of your community and expect to keep pulling money out of the community, money out of the community, money out of the community if you're not putting back into the damn community. You've got to put back into the community that you're pulling from in some way, somehow. It might be that you, you grew up challenged. It might be that you came to America not knowing English. Then go teach people that came to America that are coming right right now that don't know English, teach them English. You've been somewhere special. Your life journey has taken you somewhere special. Reach back and help those people that are in that same position you were in. And you'll change your life, not just theirs. So I want to thank PNS and Glass we want to thank all of them uh, for being a part of this. Part of this is we've got people that we're really deeply involved in. You know, we've got Jody and Rod here. Go check out their software here in town. I mean, Tony and I go way back with Dr. Color Chip. There's a lot of you in here that I can't see. Uh, the Beers and Podcast. You guys are having a, you guys just gathering. It's Friday night, tonight? No, this afternoon, 3 to 5. 3 to 5, we're at. Uh, good question. I wish I knew. I've been confused the whole time we're here. I never know where we're going. It'll be here. It'll it's be somewhere here. around so the edge of the there, right? Somewhere over here. <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, we're just thinking, man. Enjoy Combination Cold Beer with the. Hold on. No, that's not it. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, you know what, I want to thank all of our sponsors, but more importantly is that I want to thank you guys for coming in. And I want to thank you guys for supporting Mobile Tech. This is their first year in Vegas. This is a big, this is a, this is a big push for them. You know, it's a big investment. But I want you guys to do something real quick. Is I want to pack, I want to have each one, every one of you realize something. That look who's not in the room. You guys are less than 1% of your given industry. Left, you're probably one hundredth of one percent. The fact that you're here and your competition isn't, go thank their competition for not being here because you're going to kick their ass. So have a great day and have a good show.